0: Hello, and welcome to the Thoughts on Money podcast, what we like to call Tom. I'm Trevor Cummings, your host of the podcast, and also your author of the Thoughts on Money blog. We are here today in beautiful Newport Beach, California, and I started out today's uh, thoughts with just thinking, man, so much has changed over the last month. Do you remember how you felt on March 23rd? what you were going through, what you thought the future would be like. And now things are starting to look a little bit up, right? Restaurants around us are opening. Um, Some of the shopping malls are open. Uh, A lot of folks are kind of getting back to work and things are beginning to change. So I just thought about how wild it is that things can change so much in a 30, 60, 90-day period. And the craziest part about all of it is it really – changes your outlook of what the next 30 60 90 days uh, might look like based on how you feel today so that is absolutely not what we're talking about on the podcast today but i just wanted to share those thoughts today we're going to dive into an article that i wrote called i worked my whole life for this and this was a fun article to write so Because a lot of my friends and uh, the people I know from church and kind of a lot of the people I interact with, again, over these last 30 to 60, 90 days, their life has looked a lot different. Some of those folks were furloughed, some were working from home, um, but they definitely weren't going to the office. It wasn't business as usual, and it changed their schedule. Uh, A lot of them, it's given them more discretionary time than they had before. And some of us dove into more social media than we're used to, or we watched a couple extra Netflix shows. But we got to a point where we realized that's not very fulfilling. And then this thought came into our mind, and we started to ask ourselves, is this what retirement looks like? And is this, is, is this what I'm actually looking forward to? So I want you to stay with that thought, because that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, one of the places that I, I, I relate this to is I'm a huge sports fan. And you've probably learned that if you've read the articles uh, last couple weeks or if you know me. And if you're a huge sports fan, again, the last 30, 60, 90 days, it's been difficult. What did you have to watch? I know I really enjoyed even watching the the fun little charity golf tournament with uh, Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. That was satisfying my appetite for the sports I was desiring Another thing that a lot of sports fans have been doing is there's been these documentaries that are coming out that are looking back at things that we all remember, right? When the Chicago Bulls won six championships and they have this documentary called The Last Dance. And you get to see all of the behind the scene footage with Phil Jackson and Michael Jordan and all the rivalries and what the people thought and how they are interviewed today and they look back at that moment. It was a great documentary. Then I just finished this week watching another documentary called Lance, and it dove into the doping scandal and the deep lies that Lance Armstrong found himself in and kind of covering up what he was doing. And he was a guy that won multiple Tour de France's, the, probably the most famous cyclist ever. So I encourage you, watch these documentaries. But the weird thing that I walked away from after watching these And maybe it's because the industry that I work in, but I was thinking to myself, these athletes absolutely do not love retirement. Isn't that a weird thought? They were the best at their sport and uh, their their craft. They made a ton of money from the outside, outsiders like you and I, we would think, That person is like a legend in their sport. They've made a ton of money. They get all the perks that come along with being famous. Wouldn't retirement be the most beautiful thing in the world? But it's not. You listen to what these guys talk about and you hear the tenacity in their voice when they talk about that rivalry they had with somebody on the other team. Or the grit and the grind and how they worked so hard for this and that feeling of accomplishment. They miss it. They absolutely miss it. When they recollect these moments, you see the glow in their eye. And you know what they never thought about? And I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this, that you have to embrace the moment and enjoy where you're at. And you, you can't always look to the future. But you know what they never thought about? They never thought about what it would look like to hang it up. They never thought about retirement. And I'm telling you, they don't love retirement. So you and I, we're probably not going to hit the game-winning shot at the buzzer in Game 7 to become the NBA champions. It's not in the cards for us. We're not going to sprint across that finish line at the Tour de France and get the yellow jersey and be popping the bottle of champagne in, in, in all the media. That's not going to happen for us. But guess what? That same grit, grind, tenacity, you and I, we do that we are passionate about our careers and what we do, and we have accomplishments we're striving for. And for many of us, we love what we do. And we don't think about this fact that when we get into the world of retirement planning, it's all math and projections and forecasting and really just trying to find this idea of, When can I afford to retire? Can I do it at 55? Could I do it at 50? How does the math play out? And you know what you're not thinking about? What are you going to do? What's retirement actually going to look like? Not how are you going to spend your money? How are you going to spend your time? And that's why I wanted to dive into this article because I really want to encourage you when you talk to your advisor, the planning part is absolutely important, but guess what? I know you're going to do that. What you might skip on and what I really want you to do is I want you to grab your friends, your family, your mentors, your advisors, and I want you to start to brainstorm. What do I want to do in retirement? And I know for some of you, maybe it looks like upping your game in the the volunteering at the nonprofit that you absolutely love. Maybe some of you want to start your own business that you've always dreamed of. Maybe you want to do foster care. I don't know what it is for you, but you should think about it. And when you go through this brainstorming exercise, what I want to encourage you to do is look at your history. Make a timeline of your life and look about at the things that you've done and the skills and talents that you built up over time and those God-given talents that you naturally have. Look at your passions, the things that you really enjoy to do. And start to map out this retirement plan that marries those things together and gives you this second calling or purpose or identity in what you're going to do when you hang up the career. Because if you don't think about that, it might be a surprise. As I joked about earlier, you can only be on social media so much. You can only watch so many episodes of Netflix. You know, there's only so many honeydew projects you can do around the house. And then you got to face reality of what retirement actually looks like. When I'm talking about this subject, I think about a couple conversations with a, that I've had with a few friends. One of my friends retired at a pretty young age. And I would say that it's probably reality for a lot of us, right? If you're retiring in your late 50s or early 60s, still have a whole lot of life to live. So one of these friends kind of giving me some elderly wisdom was telling me when, when you think about what retirement looks like or kind of what your future has in store, you should ask yourself this question. If money was no issue, or another way to put it, if you had all the money in the world, what would you do for work? And that'll stop you in your tracks, right? Because I'm sure a lot of us, we build out a strategy and a plan for what we want to do for employment with this idea that we want to provide for our family and these things that we want to accomplish and do. And there's a huge factor is the financial part. But really, retirement is, is building this financial freedom where that doesn't have to be a factor anymore. So if you pull out that huge variable, what would you do with your time? I haven't spent enough time myself thinking about this, but I will tell you right now I, the things that come to mind for me, like, hmm, like I love to cook and I don't do enough of it. So what would that look like for retirement? I love our local Boys and Girls Club. Uh, I'm on the board there. My wife used to work there. How will that fit into to my retirement in the future? My wife and I have always uh, had a passion for young people, a passion for kids. Uh, we, we've done research on foster care. How will that fit into my retirement? I enjoy these conversations, but if no one encourages you to have them, you are going to just go do the math and the projections and all that. And you're going to make sure that you can afford retirement, but you're not going to look at how you plan to spend your time. And the other conversation I want to bring up is uh, I made a career change, uh, I don't even know how many years ago it was. And I remember talking to a very successful professional. And I was talking about making this career change and, and kind of these different opportunities that I had. And what she said has always stuck with me. She says, when you're looking for what you want to do or what you're going to do and, and you, you can't really decide, Trevor, you got to do what makes your heart sing. And that might sound funny or cliche or whatever, but it has absolutely always stuck with me. You've got to do what makes your heart sing. And that's what I want to encourage my clients, my friends, my family members, is that when you think about retirement, you've got to do what makes your heart sing. And that is going to mean that you have to put a little bit of energy and effort into that self-reflection. And maybe you have your journal and a pen uh, and some paper and your timelining and your taking some notes and you're going to have to be like Sherlock Holmes and put all these notes together to figure out, hey, what is that second calling for you? And what is it going to look like? This is going to be fun. The math behind retirement planning isn't always fun. This absolutely will be. I'm encouraging you to dream. That's what retirement is all about. Dream big. Now, so much of this article was about sports, at least the introduction was so I couldn't not end the article with a a, a little bit more about sports And, and I will end here. I've been watching a few videos online of training that Mike Tyson is doing. Do you remember Mike Tyson? One of the greatest boxers of all time. And after his boxing career, you know, you had, you know, towards the end where he bit Holyfield's ear and then he gets a tattoo on his face and you have, A lot of people in the media kind of question what is going on with this guy's life. And and I'm sure that life after boxing for him wasn't what he thought it would be. But if you go watch his videos of him right now, he is training. He is in great shape. And he's talking about actually doing a boxing match at 53 years old. But I'm telling you, go watch the video. He looks like a 20-year-old. He's got that speed, that agility. And when you hear him talk about it or you look at his face, you can see that sparkle. The guy was made to box. He loves to box. So what I want you to think about with retirement, maybe it's not about hanging up the gloves. Maybe it's about getting back in the ring. So that's all I got for you today. I hope this was uh, an interesting, fun, encouraging conversation. As I always ask, if you don't mind, go ahead and comment on the podcast, rate us five stars are preferred, if you don't mind. And you are always welcome. Send me an email with any questions, comments, uh, anything that you want to dialogue about. You can reach me at tcummings at thebalmsingroup.com. Until next week.
1: The Bonson Group is registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through High Tower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through High Tower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there's no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.